Hello and welcome to Nested Folders, a podcast about personal productivity and getting our best work accomplished in the best way we can. I'm Rosemary Orchard and with me as always is Scotty Jackson. Hey Scotty, how are you? Hi Rose, uh, I'm well. I'm a, a little high strung, but I'm, but I'm pretty well. How, how are you? I'm good too. I've been working on relaxing recently and I thought that would be a good topic for today's show. I could use that. Before we dive into that, uh, the whole podcast can, of course, be found at nestedfolderspodcast.com, and supporters can check out our premium feed of unnested folders with a bonus episode every month, Ask Me Anything, and all of the good stuff at nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested. But today, we're going to dive into relaxation, because it's great being productive, but at some point, you need to not be productive um, and actually relax. But relaxing... You know, you can do it productively. You can actually relax and feel really relaxed afterwards, or you can relax and think, oh my God, I should have been doing all these other things. And I want to talk about the relaxing where afterwards you're like, ah, yes, I feel good mm, about myself. Totally. I, I love that feeling. I think when when we talk about uh, productivity, um, and this is a David Allenism, um, author of Getting Things Done, uh, is that you can only feel good about what you're not doing when you know what it is you're not doing. So mm-hmm. I, I, I love that we talk about, um, you know, having our best practices about how we maintain our systems, because to me, that is at the core of knowing what is on the menu so that if I'm relaxing, I know what I'm not doing. And that is, that is key. Um, but like, I, I mean, I pride myself on thinking about myself as a lazy person, but really, I mean, especially in these times when I don't leave the house a lot, it can actually be really hard to relax because I don't have a lot of changing environments and it's really easy to just stay behind my desk and keep nattering away at whatever it is I'm doing. So it's it's tough. I have to be really thoughtful about saying, okay, relax now. Yes. And that's the thing. It's so easy when you're in pretty much the same space all the time, or even when you're not, to just get into this mindset of, you know, and oh, I'll just check the, I'll just check my work email and things like that. And that is, you know, sometimes that's fine, especially if you're working on a critical project or something and you know that there's email coming in. Sometimes it's better for your relaxation to actually, yeah, pop in and check it and know, okay, no, there's, there's nothing scary lurking, waiting for me tomorrow. Um, I can, you know, sit and watch a film or something like that. But one of the tricks that I actually have been using a lot recently, um, is time blocking, but I took a lesson from, I think it was Kel Newport's straight A student or, uh, one of his books about doing well in college. Um, and he said that when you make your plan for the day, you should figure out like to start with when you're going to relax. So you start with, okay, and I'm going to watch this TV show here or whatever. And so I have some blocks in my day that I can't move. You know, if I'm podcasting with you, I can't just, you know, move our podcasting thing because you have, you know, lots of other things in your life. You have a family, you have a dog and you have, you know, a job as well. And so we have to make sure that we're not colliding with things. So, you know, I can't just move those things. So what I do is I start by looking at the fixed blocks in my day and then I actually plan my food and stuff around that. And then I tack relaxation onto food. So usually I'll eat and then I'll watch an episode of something. I've recently been rewatching How I Met Your Mother because it's 20 minutes, um, which is great. And so it means that I get, you know, like a nice break. Um, so I start by planning and then I can, I can watch something and, you know, and then I'll think, oh, great. You know, I've actually, you know, 
made it one episode further in, you know, this series. Or I, you know, I've, I've started doing Star Trek on Fridays because there's a new season coming out and that's longer, of course. Um, and that's great. And, you know, I'm, I'm really liking the fact that I'm taking these blocks and putting them in. Um, and I've put Nintendo Switch in there as well. Um, and I'm actually using the parental controls on that to help me fit into the time blocks that I'm allowing myself. Um, so it sounds crazy. I'm an adult and I've, got my own parental control set up what um but i've done it just so that i can i can you know i can actually relax because i know i've set up a system in place which is not going to let me go too crazy on these things because i do still have a lot of work that needs to be done and i don't want to get sucked into a vortex of oh and i'll just do one more shrine in zelda which Mm. is so much fun and it's Mm -hmm. great for me but at the same time you know it ruins my relaxation when I go back and go, oh, man, I should not have been playing Zelda for three hours. Um, you know, I, I don't want that. So I, I use controls and a plan so that I get reminders when I'm supposed to be starting doing something work or relaxation wise. Um, and then I, I also get reminders uh, from systems is set up in place to help me stop and move on to the next thing. I think that kind of structure is fantastic. That's a that's a really great approach. I I I, I love doing that and for me, I like to try and couple that with uh, rituals that I've established that help me transition from a, a work or family or whatever state of mind I'm in into that relaxation state. So, um, and I've also found that this really helps um, with getting to sleep at night is is developing cues that mean now is the time to relax or now is the time to go to sleep. So that might mean, you know, when I'm going to go to relax, I'm going to move to this particular location. I'm going to light this particular candle. I'm going to have this particular beverage. I'm going to read this particular book. Um, Whatever that is, maybe I throw this blanket on my lap. And the more things you can do like that, the more you associate that action with that way of being. So, so that, you know, I find it easier to relax after, you know, a, a week of throwing a blanket on my lap when it's relaxed time, as soon as I throw the blanket on my lap, which is, which is a, a really cool, really cool thing. So that I can help um, making those sorts of changes. Um, the, the other thing is that uh, making sure that I've got, you know, things, you know, kind of set up for myself. This, for me, I use the metaphor of waxing the surfboard so that it's, it's, it's ready to go. You know, if I'm, if I'm reading a book, is that book out and on the coffee table, like ready for me so that moving from a state of work into a state of relaxation is easy and frictionless. It seems weird to try and like, how do I do work up front to make it easier for me to relax? But for me, that can be super helpful. That candle that I like to light, is it, is it working? Is it in the place I expect it to be? Is there a lighter near nearby um, that isn't in reach of a child? Um, All of these different, different aspects that I can do, to take care of so that relaxation mm-hmm. isn't a chore so that I don't end up in a situation where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to relax. Oh, where's my book? And now I'm running around the house trying to find a book, which inevitably leads me to finding something in a closet that's out of order, which inevitably accidentally leads me to cleaning a closet. And now I haven't relaxed at all. And I'm just upset that I didn't relax, but I have a clean closet. So yeah. I, I, preparing oneself for the act of relaxation uh, can be a really beneficial thing. Definitely. And actually what you're saying about cleaning a closet brings something else to mind. I struggle to relax if I'm in a messy environment, but I am a naturally messy person. 
And this is something that I think a lot of people struggle with to an extent. Some people are fine. They can, you know, completely just, you know, tunnel vision, ignore the mess and, you know, have fun doing whatever. Unfortunately, I'm sitting there watching an episode of How I Met Your Mother and I can see a box of smart home things that need to be set up and things like that. Um, And, you know, I'm cutting myself a lot of slack at the moment because I've just moved. I've just finished redecorating. I'm still getting everything set up and unpacked. So that's okay. But I have found that one of the things that I need to put into my day to make sure that I can relax is a regular bit of tidying up. And that also helps me get the things that I need in the right places ready to do my relaxation. So like you said about having the book out, you know, checking to make sure my controllers for my switch are charged and that the remote control is in the place where I expect it to be. I've got Logitech Harmony. It's got a little dock for the remote. The remote control should be in the dock. Um, And if it's not, then, you know, something's off. Um, And putting the blankets away so that they're in the ottoman so that I can just pull one out when I want to sit on the sofa and read. Apparently we are very similar in that way, which I'm not really <laughs> surprised about. Um, you know, I'm making sure that there are chargers nearby for my Kindle so that when it starts running out of battery, you know, at the end of my reading session, I can plug it in um, and things like that. So I have been working on rearranging my physical environment and setting up systems um, so that it can be in a state where it you know, it helps me to relax. Um, you know, it helps me to keep things clean and tidy. I, I just got a robot vacuum. Um, uh, its name is Buttercup for anybody who's really curious. And it's great. <laughs> I went out today to do some shopping and run some errands. And I came home and my place had been vacuumed. And that, you know, that's just a nice little peace of mind. I didn't have to vacuum myself. It's not a big place. It doesn't take that long. But just being able to come back and be like, huh, it all got vacuumed while I was gone. It's great. Love it. You know, and you know, I've set some things up to help me there. Um, and that's, you know, that's been helping me a lot. That is such a good point about the importance of the external environment. I know that for me, um, you know, I, I, I work from home, I parent from home, I live from home, I sleep from home. So I, I'm at home a lot. So uh, it's really important that if I'm moving into a relaxation state, that I am doing something environmentally um, that helps cue that you know beyond you know the 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 ritual stuff that i've already spoken about uh, how do i um make sure that the environment is conducive uh to relaxation so i i I like what you said about um you know everything being clean and tidy for me um that is also very important but um i think it's important for me to remember that i can't relax like at my work desk in my work chair by saying like, oh, I know, I'll just like watch a video or something and relax, but I won't get off my butt and move. Like, no, I need to, I need to change mm-hmm. locations. Like yep. work chair and work desk means work things and mm-hmm. sofa in corner means relax things. So um, changing the place that I am in, if I can't readily change the place that I am in, um, tweaking my environment a little bit, it can be really helpful to me. So maybe that mm-hmm. means changing lighting. So if you've got smart lighting, maybe it means associating a color to relax time or going from a bright light to a warm light or a dimmer light or or something like that. Or um, also another thing that I really enjoy employing is smell uh, because to me that is a huge um, mental cue of things going on. Uh, like I've got an oil... Um, it's a nebulizer. Uh, so you, you plug it in and then the oil and water turn into this mist like instantly and start spreading the smell of you know, lavender or peppermint or um, citrus orange, depending on the thing that I want 
to do. So mm-hmm. I like I, I start associating these smells with things going on. I, I mean, in a perfect world, I would just be roasting a turkey all the time, and that's all it would smell like everywhere. It would just be gravy <laughs> all the way down. Uh, but I, but I, I haven't found a way to automate or achieve that yet. So in lieu of that, I have to pick these other um, sorts of smells. But um, tweaking my environment between uh, states of being super, super important uh, to draw that mental distinction for myself. Yes. Um, and I really like the fact that you have different smells associated with different things because I, I recently moved into this place. It still doesn't smell like home yet. Um, mm. And so I, I actually had to go out uh, today and buy uh, some odor neutralizers. Um, and uh, I'll just use them once. And then, you know, once they're once they're empty, they're gone. But um, I had to do that just because, A, there's a the smell of new carpet and stuff everywhere. And B, you know, some of the rooms kind of smell like the, the uh, scents that they used and they were pretty overpowering. Um, and I actually found that I was sneezing a lot while sitting at my desk and it was the thing that they had plucked into the wall before me, um, Ah. before I moved in. So I had to make some changes there. Um, but one of the things that I have been doing is trying to build my daily routine to enable my relaxation. So, you know, I get up in the morning and, you know, I have breakfast and I make sure that I clean things up, but I have made a point of having different areas in my place. Just like you've got, you know, you've got your computer chair for working and you've got your sofa for relaxing. I have a dining table now, um, which is great because I can go and sit at the dining table and that's where I eat. And then I can sit on the sofa and that's where I relax. And I sit in my office chair and this is where I work slash podcast. And if I pull out my laptop and my laptop's on my desk, that means that I'm doing my regular day job. If, if my laptop's not on my desk, and usually it means that my microphone is then in front of my face, um, and it means that I'm podcasting or screencasting. Um, and I've just been trying to set things up so that, you know, things don't always happen at exactly the same time on the same day, but things happen, you know, there's, there's a routine to it. Um, and I've been, you know, I've been trying to experiment with uh, smart lighting a little bit for some of this. Um, It's a bit tricky because most of my lights are actually white uh, smart lights, so I can't just put color everywhere. But I do have a color lamp in pretty much every room. So I'm going to maybe try um, adding some color into that so that it will guide me through what I'm doing at different times uh, based on the color of the lamp. That's a really good idea. I I, I think I should use that as part of like a wind down um, after work, I, I know that, you know, when I'm trying to do uh, a shift from a working day into not working day, um, one thing that I'm finding is really helpful, too, is to look at my task list, not for the things that I haven't done, but for the things that I have. Um, mm-hmm. I found that reflecting on my completed things helps me move past. I, I think I have a, like an innate sense of guilt. As soon as I start to put work down, like, I could be doing more, I could be working more because the tools are readily available. And most of my job uh, is centered around the making and moving of ideas and information. I mean, I could work until like anyone stopped me and I'll always be busy and always find something to do. Um, So to let go of some of that guilt, reflecting on the things that I've accomplished really helps me say, okay, Scotty, you're, you're, you're okay. It's okay to let go now. Because look mm-hmm. at all these things that you've done. You've contributed yes. good things. You've it, it's it maybe it didn't feel like it at the time, but we're going to say it's a good day, and it's behind you. And now you can move into relaxing. And and I think um, 
I think I take really what what you said really hit home for me about, you know, having your game controllers charged and your remote control in the right place, knowing um, a how I'm going to relax. You know, am I going to watch a show? Am I going to uh, read a book? Am I going to hang out with the kids, play a board game? Like, what am I going to do? And knowing that that thing is possible to do because, uh like what you said before, time blocked for it. And also the gear is accounted for and ready. Um, taking those steps ahead of time to prepare. I, I, I mean, I can't say enough about this. I know we've talked about this a little bit already, but I, I can't say enough about the importance of that for me, because if I don't mm-hmm. plan a thing, that thing is very unlikely to happen. Um, even if it's like this sort of casual um I'm going to sit down on the sofa and watch a TV show. Like that doesn't necessarily just happen. I, I need to know that that is a way in which I plan to spend my time. Um, yes. Otherwise, who knows where that time will go? Yes. And that that's one of the reasons why I use a, a form of time blocking. I have a specific calendar, um, which I, I put things like that in there. So I figure out when I'm going to eat my meals. Um, and I put it in there because sometimes I have to eat before I podcast. Sometimes I need to eat after I podcast. And I also put what I'm going to eat in there. And part of that then backtracks into, okay, so I need to make sure that I have, uh, you know, this food out of the freezer defrosted ready for me to eat. So that then when it comes to the actual cooking, I'm not oh my gosh, I needed to get this out of the freezer and I didn't, and now I need to find something else to eat. You know, I've set it up so that I know what's going to happen when and that things are going to be in place so that it is a relaxing experience because I do enjoy cooking um, and I like eating. I love eating, actually. Food is one of my <laughs> high priorities in life because it's so delicious. I mean, that's, that's the point of food, right? right. Um, and so I've set things up so that I can enable a relaxed day, even, you know, even if something goes crazy at work and I have to deal with it um, and everything's all over the place, you know, I know what I'm having for lunch or what are all my, I I don't actually plan exactly what I'm going to eat for lunch um, because, you know, it depends on, you know, what happens during my day as to when exactly I'm going to be able to eat. You know, if something goes crazy, I'm going to have to eat later or you know, early if I've got a meeting to follow up on the crazy thing happening or something. So I know I just have a list of lunch options and I'm like, okay, that's the one I'm eating today. Great. Done. Um, And I don't need to think about it that much because I've thought about it beforehand so that it's more relaxing because the last thing you want when you're stressed and you've got all these other things to handle is more stress and more things to handle. So I try to set everything up so that it's, it's going to be less stressful overall. Now it doesn't work perfectly. But, you know, it means that when I'm sitting there planning my week, I'm there going, okay, so uh, I, I'm going to have dinner and there's 20 minutes um, or I actually put 25 minutes in to watch an episode of How I Met Your Mother at the moment. Um, and that gets added to most days and I try and fit in an hour of playing on my Nintendo Switch, but I can break it up into I, – I try not to do less than 30-minute blocks because changing context too quickly stops me relaxing. Um, and it means that I just feel like I'm coming and going all the time, which is not good for me. Um, but you know, I try and put it in there and I have reminders so that these pop up on my watch as I'm walking around. It's like, Hey, you know, in 10 minutes, you're going to go and play on your Nintendo switch. And I'm like, Oh, great. You know, that's perfect. I really like it. Um, you know, and it's, it's really nice just to have that, you know, pop up and go, Hey, you know, like you, you plan to go relax now, go do that. Um, and that that's great. So, finally, a calendar appointment we can all look forward to. 
Uh. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, you know, you shouldn't just put obligations on your calendar. You should put the fun stuff on your calendar as well. Like, I've got a friend coming to stay with me uh, this weekend, um, you know, and so I've put that in my calendar. So it's going to pop up a couple of hours in advance and it'll be like, oh, yeah, and I'll just run my robot vacuum now so the place is nice and clean. And, uh, you know, I can just sit on the sofa playing Nintendo Switch. That's so, so great. It, it, it's interesting yeah. to me to think about this as uh, like talking through this. I, it becomes very clear to me that my ability to relax in the evening is probably very directly tied to the actions I take like before 8 a.m. Um, and I know on the Automators podcast, you talked with uh, uh, David Sparks about the daily brief. And uh, I've, I've done some posts about the daily journal that is, is part of my morning ritual. You know, having an opportunity to set up the day and have a very clear sense of Okay, I mean, asterisks, all things may change, but mm-hmm. a going in sense of here is the what the architecture of today looks like, at least as I know and understand it to be at this moment. And I have thought through that, and I can start to make commitments for myself about, like you said, when am I going to prepare lunch? When am I going to eat? Um, it's special Starbucks treat day, and we're going to go and have a coffee uh, when am I going to find the time to do that? When am I going to tell the family to expect me to be done work uh, so that we can have dinner or play a game or go for a walk or something like that? Uh, and I'm able to do that because I'm looking across my calendar. I'm looking across my to-do lists. I'm looking across, you know, any other open notes I have that are flagged for me for for today every single morning as part of a ritual that helps walk me through um, that sort of setup. And I think understanding, you know, at least what the day looks like at its onset really gets me in a mindset for when I can make those commitments to myself about when I will relax that can honestly be as equally as important as the commitments I make to uh, my boss around when I'm going to deliver that next project or to my wife around when we're going to do this home thing together or to my children about when we're going to study or play or whatever. All of these are commitments and it is important to make and keep those commitments in a really balanced way. And so treating them in the same way is, I think, completely fair. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I think that was really hard for me to get an understanding of. Uh, as I've gone through like my productivity journey, because I always assumed like, no, no, if my boss tells me to do something, that's way more important than, you know, making sure I have lunch or than making sure that I, you know, get a sitcom in or something like that. But that's not entirely true. It's it's important that I can balance my life and take the time to refuel my tank by relaxing so that I can show up effectively to do those other commitments yeah. like projects and demands and so on. That's the thing. We we end up in this constant trap or cycle of I must be productive and I must do these things and work is the most important thing. And if we don't spend the time relaxing, then something's going to break at some point. And hopefully it won't be us um, because we're making the time to relax. Um, but you have to know, you know, what you can do to relax so that when things do get tough, you you know, okay, well, things are tough. I am going to go take an hour and play on my Nintendo Switch. Is it that hour right now? No, but I, I need to do something to relax. And that's one of my ways to relax um, and shuffle things around so that we don't end up boiling over 
and ending up being horrendously unproductive because we broke. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, re- relaxation is the other side of the scale. Uh, we have to relax in order to live a happy life. That's a really, that's a very good point. I, and I think I've been thinking a lot about this conversation in the terms of relaxation that is sort of uh, A, planned for, and B, uh, regular. But I think you make a really good point there about the like emergency triage. <laughs> I need to step away from the situation in which I am in and breathe for a little bit um, kind of relaxation moments. And, and so I think it's probably valuable uh, I mean, this is this might sound nuts, but I I think for me, after this conversation, I'm going to go make a list of here are ways that I can effectively relax that take less than six minutes, uh, mm-hmm. whether that's, you know, using the Breathe app on my watch or a quick walk around the block or even just go check the mail. Um, here are things that I can do when I find like the pot feels like it's boiling over to get myself out of that situation breathe and relax a little bit, but not feel super bad about it because the time commitment that I'm giving to that is relatively short. Yes. And that's the thing. It's great to have a little list of things like that. I also keep a mini list of household chores, which are generally not super important, but will make me feel better about myself and the environment that I'm in um, on that kind of list. So things like taking out Mm. the trash and the recycling or sorting the recycling so that I can put it into the right bins um, and things like that. You know, they're all mundane tasks that will allow my brain to like, you know, process whatever it is that is the problem right now. Um, But you know, there are also things that will get me away from whatever it is um, and, you know, get me into another part of the house and give me a little bit of time just to to th- think and uh, breathe, you know, because that, that is actually a great tip. The, the Breathe app on the Apple Watch um, is a really nice way to just take a couple of minutes and relax. Yeah, it sure is. And, and I, I like what you said about having a list of um, there's a great interview with uh, David Allen and, and Merlin Mann. I'll put a link in show notes. David talks about um, having really good ways to procrastinate. So if you are in a situation or in front of a thing that you, you cannot, uh, for whatever reason, uh, take on because it's it's too big, it's too much, or you're not ready for it, um, he, like your household chores, here's a list of things that you can do to feel okay about not doing that other thing because you're doing these things. And bonus marks, in your case, these things contribute to a sense of relaxation. And so I I really like that idea of, you know, I, I'm not ready to do this big thing, um, but I don't want to do nothing. I want to feel like I'm like setting myself up. So here's a list of tasks that I've pre-prepared that I can that I can take on at any time and that will just give me a, a, a payoff of feeling better. Um, yes. I think a lot of times the the payoff of the things on my to-do list is having those things done. Um, this would be a list of things where the payoff is a, a sense of 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 calm and investment in my environment and my overall well-being. So I'm I'm going to work on this. I like that. Uh, I like that very much. Good, because I think there's a lot of things that we can do with all of this, and everybody has to find their own way to relax um, and what works for them. Because what works for me is probably not always going to work for you, Scotty, even if it does sound that we've got some overlap there. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, And so that's not going to work for the people listening to this as well, but they need to find what works for them. And hopefully we've given people some ideas so that they can get started with that. 
I hope so. I know I'm taking a lot from this. So thank you. Uh, as always, thank you very much, Rose, because this has been awesome. Great. Well, I hope that everybody has enjoyed listening to this episode as well. And uh, you can find us at nestedfolderspodcast.com or uh, on Twitter at nestedfolders. Um, and if you want to send us feedback, then you can contact us on the website or send it via Twitter. And we do love your feedback. Also, if you want to go one layer further, um, supporters can check out our premium feed at uh, nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested. Um, I mean, a lot of people tend to email in their feedback and questions, which is awesome. We also have an AMA uh, at slash unnested. So um, feel free to use that as as well. Yes. Yes, you should. Uh, Scotty, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I can be found at heyscottyj.com or by the same name on Twitter. Rosemary Orchard, where might people go looking for you? At rosemaryorchard.com or at rosemaryorchard on Twitter as well. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks with another show for you. Awesome. Can't wait. Take care. Till then, Rose. Bye, everyone.